Hey there, thank you for listening to the Wild Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny, and everything I offer you is about inspiring you to live and sweat in sync with nature with solo episodes and conversations with other wild femmes who share so much wisdom to help you reach your goals without sacrificing your well-being. In this episode, I'm sharing a conversation I had with Dr. Amy Horneman on the Thyroid Fix podcast on working out for fitness versus health, reaching the point of diminishing gains. So when your workouts change, you're not recovering and they become an added stress. What's best for scheduling rest in workouts in life? Rediscovering your enjoyment of exercise, even if you feel exhausted and a lot more. So where you'll hear the conversation pick up is where Dr. Amy is actually reflecting back on her years in body competition and how that has shifted for her. And later I talk a bit more about my personal shift with running and how I've allowed myself to change my approach as well. So consider everything that I share here as my not so typical workout advice for people who are type A and tend to overdo and overtrain, as well as people struggling with motivation. Let's get into it. We both got a little bit like crazy with it, right? Mm -hmm. A little bit obsessive. And then you start saying, okay, I have to do this certain workout. I have to kill myself. I have to get my heart rate above whatever, 160, or I don't feel like I worked out. So it's very easy to get into that beating yourself up pattern and not even realizing that you may, may be doing more harm than good, especially as a woman with our different cycles. Yeah. What, what do you see now working with women that come to you in that same state that you were in that, mm-hmm. that, you know, what is wrong with me? I think I'm doing the right thing. What do you, how do you start them out? What do you do with them? Yeah. And really speaking to what you just said too, with that over training or maybe overdoing capacity, like we do that in a lot of areas of our life. And I think for me, it wasn't just in fitness. It was in everything else I was doing too, because how you do one thing is how you do a lot of things. But for me, I was so into running. I, at that time was doing a lot of long endurance, like, you know, a lot of half marathons back to back, and then eventually did like an ultra marathon and went all the distance, you know, just so many miles and so much. And for a while you can maybe sustain that. I had done a lot of that for many years and even run in uh, college and competed in that way. So the competition piece, the doing it for a sustained period of time piece, a lot of times, like you said, you get to a place where it's like, well, what's, what's wrong? Like I've been doing this and it's been fine. So now suddenly what has changed and what, what's the difference? And so when a lot of women would feel that similar way where maybe they were able to do it at one point and now they're not, I think it's really important to look at the whole picture and what else is going on in your health, within your life, because exercise is such a beneficial thing for the body but there's also that point of diminishing returns. And that's shown in research where if we do too little, it's not great. And if we do too much, it's actually not great for longevity either. And so there's a difference between working out for fitness and working out for health. And that's something that I've come to realize too. So what our goal is and what we're doing, I think is really important to identify which, which direction are we going? Have we been doing it more for the fitness or do we really, um, have a 
a value in health as well, which most, most of us do, you know, but if that is important to you, then it's a reframe of maybe a lot of what we've been taught, because as you said, most of us think that, well, more, if, if, if working out is good, then more is better, you know, that sort of thing. So thinking about that, what, where's your, where's your goal? Where are you, where are you thinking in that process? And what have you been taught in that way as far as working out for fitness versus health? And then also, like I said, looking at a lot of other areas of your life, I hadn't really considered that exercise was a stress until I really had to realize that it was. And because you get that adrenaline and cortisol release and all the hormones that help us to get up and go and do the things. I mean, that's a normal response that we have when we exercise. But when we're doing that, a lot and we're doing it sustain. And maybe we also have a lot of that going on in our lives because we're in stressful situations a lot, or we're watching a family member go through uh, something or an illness, or we're dealing with financial stressors or career stressors or other things that are making us emotionally, mentally, just also physically, there's no separation there, have that response of fight or flight and that sympathetic nervous system response, then we can get just really out of balance there. And those, you know, whole cascade of hormones like Amy talks about are what kind of play into that. So it's really important, I think, to realize what other maybe digestive physical stress is going on in my body, in my life. What other psychological, emotional stressors do I have? What have I been through? And it's not just what you've been through in the last week or month. It's, this is a buildup, I think, for many years, a lot of times. And I had to look back and think to myself, you know, what has been going on in my life? And even looking as far back as how long I dealt with an eating disorder and how stressful that was on my body and my mind and just, you know, my whole being, um, not separating the two, but just looking at all the things that maybe have led up to that to me helps understand it a little better. And it also helps you to see, well, maybe some of those things aren't a stress anymore, but is there anything else you need to maybe resolve with it, have closure with it. Or if there is closure there, like how are you still maybe carrying out some of those patterns now into your everyday life? For me, I hadn't really ever been taught or modeled how to balance work and rest. I don't think other than maybe take one day off a week, you know, have a, have a Sabbath day, have a a rest day. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like I'm, you know, I'm not bashing that in any way, but to me, there's, it's, it's more than that. <laughs> it's more than just that one day a week. It's what are you doing on a daily basis? Because there's daily stuff that we all face that we have to recalibrate. And that concept of like winding down before bed was totally foreign to me. Like in college, I would just type on the computer and do my work and, you know, study late and then just hop into bed and go to sleep. And there was a point where that stopped working. So you have to look at, you know, what are the patterns that I've been doing that are just not working anymore? How am I fueling my body that maybe isn't working for me anymore because of where I'm at in my life or because of the fact that I'm 10 years older now (laughs) or what is working for me, you know, five years ago in fitness and the way I'm moving that maybe isn't working for me now, because there's just ways that even our priorities and our goals shift, you know, it's interesting to think of, you know, at one point you being so interested in weightlifting and, and body competition and not that you're not interested in that now, just like I'm still interested in running, but I've had a shift in how I approach it Mm -hmm. and why I'm interested in it. And even just the, like I, like I said, the approach, I guess, as to how I go about it. So we need to allow ourselves to change and change in all of those ways too, so that we can see 
what's going on, what was going on with me and maybe then how could that change now for the better? And also, you know, what are these stressors that are in my life that I can either manage better, eliminate somehow, you know, we can't always eliminate everything that is a stress in our life, but we always can choose our reaction to it and work on how it, how it affects our bodies and it, at least to some capacity, I think. You said so many good nuggets in there. I don't know where to start. I went on a big tangent, I feel like. (laughs) There's so much good in there. All right, what do I want to focus? Well, first of all, this really speaks to all categories of, I guess, mental states in in health and fitness. So we're speaking to our type A's because we get you, because Mm -hmm. we were one. We're like you said, you know, you're you're hyper-focused and type A in one area of your life, it's going to be in other areas. So- our type A's that are killing themselves at the gym, the cardio queens that keep keep doing it and keep running, 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 treadmill, elliptical, hours and hours. And then, like you said, even adding on, that's a stressor. So if you ever test your glucose after you work out, it's going to be higher because your cortisol rises because exercise is a stressor and that's going to bring up your glucose. So that, that's one way to test, like to say, hey, listen, this is a stressor on your body. So we get that and then sitting there till late at night on your phone, on your computer, those are still in the type A's, but we're also talking to the people that maybe they haven't even started yet. Maybe they can't, like you and I talked earlier, if you're in a hypothyroid state and you're listening to this going, I don't know if I'm going to listen any further because I don't even have the energy to work out. Mm -hmm. Well, no, stay tuned and keep listening because we're going to make it, Jenny is going to make it just clear as day for you. So this really speaks to both ends of the spectrum. You know, the type A's need to dial it back and the people just starting who don't have energy, we're going to start you off a little bit slower. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And what I, what I love about this approach that I've learned over the course of having to get myself better and then working with other women that really resonate with this because it's, it's in us. Like it's the way that we're made is this cyclical approach, which I think speaks to not only helping you to avoid or get out of that burnout cycle of always going one pace and it always being a thousand miles an hour, but it also helps with those who might not feel motivated to work out for a variety of reasons. And a lot of times it's because you just don't feel like you have the energy to. And I think what this does is it helps to break that thinking up that maybe we've gathered along the way from different messaging we've heard and different things that we have just taken on from society where it's like, if it's a workout, it has to look a certain way. It has to feel a certain way. It has to be a certain pace. And usually it's always like a level maybe harder than what we even think we can do, which there's nothing wrong with reaching and you know, being able to challenge yourself, but without feeling depleted. But at the same time, I think we have this vision of like you said before, if we don't have our heart rate up to a certain place, then it's just not even a workout. Like we have to reframe what we think is, is a workout. And that's why I interchange the terms workout, fitness, movement, because a lot of times even that word workout is loaded with a lot of meaning that we need to let go of and we need to just make it movement. There's more reasons for you to move your body than just physical too. 
Like what about just the mental health purpose? And you can accomplish that with a walk that you may not consider a quote unquote workout because you didn't go to the gym or you didn't sweat even, or you, you know, barely um, felt like you did anything, but at the same time, it was, you were moving your body and that is so beneficial in some ways. So it's, it's a whole reframe of what we think about fitness. And I think if, if that's something that you need to hear, if you are struggling with motivation, then maybe consider that first, you know, what is it that I'm, what expectations am I putting on myself? First of all, with what I need to be doing, what I should be doing in terms of fitness. And then if you are setting yourself up with, okay, moving forward now, I want it to, I want to move more. I want to work out more is a common thing that you might be saying to yourself. Yeah. What is that going to look like? Do you want to do a combination of weights and or strength training in any capacity and um, something that's more cardio based? You know, those are usually two good anchors to have along with flexibility. So like having those pieces is great, but think about what it is you enjoy the most too and consider that because you're only going to do things that really light you up and that give you energy. So if you're picking something because you think you should be doing it and you really don't like it at all, then there's so many options out there. You know, if you don't like yoga, don't do yoga, find something else that you like to do. If you don't like to run or do an elliptical, try biking, try swimming, try something else. Because I really think that there's something out there that all of us like would like doing, you know, if we, let's say if we have the energy for it, you know, that that's a whole nother what we're talking about, obviously, where sometimes it can get lost and like, I don't feel like doing anything just because I'm exhausted. But at the, at the core of what you like to do, maybe even think back to what you like to do when you were younger, mm-hmm. before you had all of this change in your life and your body and all of this come down on you, you know, what was it that you enjoyed? Maybe it was dance. Maybe it was swimming. Maybe you did like to run, but now you don't. There's a lot of reasons that may have changed. So do what you love. And then this cyclical approach that we can get into is about looking at how you can anchor to your body's natural rhythms and also thinking about the season of nature and how that might be shifting and influencing you too, because there's a way that you can adjust how you're doing your workouts based on where your body is at throughout your monthly cycle, mm-hmm. or even just with the energy of the, the month itself, because we are influenced by nature and that includes the moon phases and everything else going on around us. So right. there are things outside of us that we can anchor to, even if we don't have a menstrual cycle, but that's kind of where we can head next is just talking about what can that look like and how can you anchor to something so that you don't always feel like you're going a hundred miles an hour on a treadmill all the time. And there's actually different paces and different goals of each of these phases that you go through. Did this get you thinking about your approach to workouts in a new way? I would love to hear your thoughts. So please leave a review wherever you're listening with what you took away from this episode. And if you really do want to learn more about how to sweat and sync with your cycle and natural rhythms, then check out my program, Wild Femme Fit. I'll put the link in the show notes. The next cycle is starting soon. I so appreciate you listening and showing up. And until we chat again, my friend, go live your one wild life.